and she's crazy. Says her ex was lazy. Her love life's kind of hazy. It's Aaron's Thursday blog. Hey, it's Erin Austin. Thank you again for checking out my podcast. I know it's been a while and I just want to say I it's not that I didn't have things to talk about because I I definitely did, but I hadn't put a podcast out there because I, well, I didn't want to jinx myself on some things. I didn't want to put some things out in the universe. And I also didn't want to seem like I was beating a dead horse on some topics. Although there was plenty, plenty of random stories I could have gone into, but I just kind of have been, <laughs> you know, trying to figure things out. So the update is, yes, I'm still looking for a job. I Although I did have a couple interviews. I think they went well, but... We're we're, we're still in that holding pattern, still waiting to figure things out. And it does take a long time. I will tell you that I got unemployment coming in, which is great. It's not, you know, it's not what I would prefer, but it's better than nothing. And it's also better than me selling my plasma or turning tricks for that matter. So let's get to it, shall we? Uh, let's, uh, let's do this. This is episode number 17. And we're going to go ahead and call this one Happy Birthday, Dad. So today would have been my dad's 68th birthday. Several years ago, my dad passed away unexpectedly. I think this happens to a lot of people. He died while mowing the lawn. And my dad was 6'8". I know some people that <laughs> don't know that fact are like, where the heck did you come from? You're short. Well, yeah, I'm 5'4". I guess I would have taken up after my mother. And I always think, you know, because my brothers are both tall. Like one is extremely tall like my dad. The other one's just, you know, like 6'1". But sometimes I think, man, if I were like 5'7", I could have like, A, stretched out my fat distribution uh, along my body, would have stretched it out. And uh, you know what? Maybe uh, maybe I could have done some modeling or something. I don't know. As it is, we're short and we're not a model. But anyway, one thing about, you know, my dad being 6'8 is I always kind of knew or had that fear deep down that my dad probably wouldn't grow to be a very old man. I'm not saying that as a pessimist, but let's be perfectly honest. How many times do you see a old man that is over six foot five or six foot four in his 70s or 80s? It typically, it doesn't really happen, especially into his 80s. Maybe, maybe early 70s. I don't know. Well, I guess we'll have to see how some of the basketball players turn out. I hate saying that, but um, I just always kind of feared that. My dad also had uh, heart issues since he was a child, like a heart murmur and stuff like that. So although I do think if my parents had a self-propelled lawnmower instead of a push mower, he would still be alive today, but that's fine. So my dad was in the Navy, liked to travel, and but never did because, you know, having us kids and we were poor. Uh, as an adult, I always wanted to pay for my parents to take a trip, but obviously when my dad died unexpectedly, that didn't happen. So I have taken trips that I knew he would like and would find fascinating. And I take his ashes with me and you know, kind of take him along the trip and leave a little bit of him wherever I go. So in the last couple of years since he's passed, I have gone to, let's see, well, on my birthday, I went to Greece um, and I took him his ashes there because he had been to Greece while he was in the Navy. And that was in 20, 2017. 
2018, in January, I went to Spain and Portugal, which he had also been to while in the Navy. Uh, I'm trying to think. And then obviously, oh, I can't forget about this trip. Oh, 2019, uh, my trip to Egypt. That is huge. My dad totally would have loved that trip. In fact, my fascination with Egypt and uh, Egyptians and uh, all of that, ancient Egypt, I got that fascination from my dad. I actually have some of his old books of Tutankhamun and because he was into it. And so I became fascinated with it. So yes, my trip to Egypt in 2019. And then last year, 2020, before the pandemic hit, I decided to go in January to Poland and Ukraine. By the way, one thing, me taking vacation in January. I know that's weird going to a cold place when it's cold. I know. However, uh, it kind of just worked that way when working at the radio station. I couldn't really take around Christmas time off. I was always working. So, you know, it just never worked out that way. And also, um, and we always had 10-man jam. So I couldn't, like that last couple months of the year where people might take vacation, that was kind of our high gear. That and around rodeo time. So then after 10-man jam, we could go on vacation, but then typically the morning show would be gone for the last couple of weeks of the year, and then we all couldn't be gone, so I'd have to wait until January, which also screwed me out of uh, vacation weeks because I would end up having several weeks of vacation that I didn't end up using several years in a row. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and oh, you couldn't roll it over, but whatever. So... Traveling in January is also fairly inexpensive when you go to someplace cold. I always find my trips just not that they're paying me for this, but I always tell everybody the best website to go and find trips whenever we are allowed to travel again, sweet baby Jesus, is uh, tripmasters.com. You can go to multiple cities. It's kind of like when you go on Groupon and they have those trips and it was like, you have two days here and two days here and then you'll fly home and whatever. And you would leave from Los Angeles. And you're like, I don't live in Los Angeles. It's like that. But you get to pick your cities, uh, pick your dates, and it's totally customizable. Even if they have an itinerary and you want to switch up a couple of the cities and flip flop them, sometimes it actually works out cheaper. Trust me. This girl loves a bargain, so I know what I'm talking about. But anyway, I uh, found this trip to Poland, and I had done some research on Ancestry.com, and I just, I don't know, I got kind of like focused on figuring out where my family was from and where my dad's side of the family was from. And I had also done the Ancestry.com test and figured out all of the things that I was and surprisingly wasn't, and it was like, hmm, this is very interesting. But went and found this website for Polish death records. And I knew what my great great grandfather's name was. So I looked him up and I found all of this information of how many kids they had and uh, when they were married. So my great great grandfather and his wife, my great great grandmother got married in 1887, somewhere north of Warsaw. Um, it was like this tiny little village. So they were married in 1887. And between 1887, and I want to say like, 1913. They had like 11 kids or something. I mean, let's be honest, there's no birth control in the 1800s. And pretty much anytime you do it, you might get pregnant. So there's that. However, what was really interesting about searching on this website was going through the death records and seeing how many of my great great aunts and uncles passed away. Say they were born in 1889, they died in 1890, or they died that, you know, it's like they might have died at childbirth or when they were several months old and 
which is, I can't even imagine what it's like to lose a child. And then back then it happened. It seemed like so frequently. I mean, I think my great, great grandmother had five of her children die. And it's just, that just baffles me. So I found my great grandfather when he was born, made sure that that was correct and found the little village. And last January, I flew over there, rented a car in Warsaw and drove, (laughs) drove uh, with not knowing a lick of Polish, by the way, I have no idea what they're saying. Uh, Thank God for Google Maps and Wi-Fi and cell service, because I don't think, I mean, well, maybe I would have figured it out, but got up to this little village. And I mean, it's this tiny, tiny place. And I don't even know how you pronounce it. Walla Mescawa or something. And each one of these, and there's tons of little villages, but, and that's, I guess what you call them, villages, right? Each one of these little villages has their own cemetery. So the death records are stored at a place, one of the churches, the parish. I went to that village first, walked around the cemetery, didn't see any names that looked familiar. And I was like, am I in the right spot? Like, I can't imagine that there's not anybody that has my or resembles my family name. And then I got on the website again and I'm like, oh, holy crap, I need to go down the road. So I go down the road to the Walla Muscawa and again, find the the cemetery there and I see different names, not the way my maiden name was spelled, but similar. Come to find out one of the, the graves I found was indeed my great, great uncle and his wife buried next to him. And and when I got back to my hotel room, I was like, oh my God, I that that was them. They're like, that's who, uh, it was just kind of crazy to me. But it's also just, it was just driving around. I mean, the, there's like two roads in the entire town. And the houses, they're nothing special. But it really made me think of why, well, first of all, it made me think of my great-grandfather who came here to the U.S. from Poland before World War One. He was fleeing the Red Army because he didn't want to be in the war, so. I guess maybe my you can call my great-grandfather draft dodger. But I think for a good cause, let's be honest. So he fled the Red Army, came to the U.S. by himself as a uh, young man. I can't remember if he was late teens or if he was 20 by that time, but came here to the U.S., somehow ended up in Michigan. And so met my great-grandmother and there you have it. But it just made me think of when I was driving around that town, why he left. I don't know. I'm kind of like, kind of like those movies and those shows about World War II and those history movies. You wouldn't necessarily think that of me, but I really liked Band of Brothers. And I just think of some of those scenes in Band of Brothers where they're going through these small towns in France or Belgium or wherever, Germany, and they're coming and it's farmland. And that's where my family was from. That is a farm town. There's like a tiny little store and the rest is farms. And it just made me think what it was like back then as World War II, World War One is going on. It just, it was just kind of spooky thinking about that time and why he left. And then the family that he did leave, they were all still there. And obviously, my I think I've been missing a great this entire time. So I think it's my great, great, great uncle lived through that and still lived and died in that tiny little village. It's just so interesting to me. Moving on, I uh, I found the little church 
which obviously it's not hard to find because there's two roads. But I, I bring my dad's ashes and um, I sprinkle a little bit by the cross and they have like these little prayer candles there in front of the cross in front of the church. So I spread a little bit of my dad's ashes, you know, just so I can feel like my dad got to see that place. Because I know he would have loved, loved to go on that trip. Not only did on that trip did I go and find out where some of his family is from, but I also went to Chernobyl on that trip. And that's something also that he would have loved to do. I always try to, you know, go to those places that I think that he would think is pretty cool. Like I said, today would have been his 68th birthday. And, you know, I don't, I don't think about, hmm, I don't think about my dad a lot, but I do, if that makes any sense, because it's not like I think about him every day. But I do think about him, and I think, man, if you were still here, Dad, Mom would be in such better shape. And if you were here, I would still be getting those phone calls at the most inopportune time, but at least I would be getting a phone call. So, yeah, I think as if you've listened to my podcast before, you know that my mom does not call me. And I just have to accept that that's who she is. Um, She's never going to be that person as much as I would like her to sometimes be the annoying mom that calls you too much. She's never going to be that mom. And yeah, I just, you know, sometimes I miss my dad. Can't help it. And, you know, sometimes I, I know that I'm in this weird spot in my life where I'm in this giant transition. And I know my dad would have (laughs) <laughs> probably, let's be honest, he would have the worst advice to give me or he wouldn't know what to say. I mean, that's that would be typical, but you just still miss him. And I think I miss, I probably honestly miss his awkwardness of all. <laughs> just my, my dad was just an awkward man. And yeah. And what sucks is, you know, I'm in this, like I said, in this weird spot in my life and typically. And I've got so much free time, right? I don't have a job right now. When at the beginning of this, I should have been traveling, but I didn't because I was, you know, looking for a job. And here I am still looking for a job. But I mean, we're in this pandemic. You can't go anywhere. You can't travel anywhere. So, oh, it just it sucks because I always told myself if I found myself in this position, I would definitely go on a trip. And then I also told myself, hey, Aaron, once you find out if you have a job or not, you're going to Mexico or something. You're getting, you're, if you know you're landing that job, you're going. And so far, I haven't. So anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm a little sad that this pandemic is still going on and I have not been able to take a a little trip and spread my dad's ashes somewhere even if it was here in the states you know someplace that my dad I think would have liked to go this damn COVID screwing up everybody's life and you know speaking of COVID I would be remiss if I did not you know acknowledge the people that have had family members pass away because of COVID I have a girlfriend her fiance's mother passed away and the circumstances surrounding it are just utterly heartbreaking. Not that, I mean, everybody's situation is heartbreaking, obviously, because they're someone's loved ones. But it, I am just, as I'm sure you are, so ready for this to be over and be done with so we can get kind of back to normal if that will ever happen again. Anyway. Uh, thanks again for listening. I appreciate the the download, the follow, and um, again, happy birthday, Dad.